Why should I be frightened of dying? There's no reason for it. You've got to go sometimes. Hello and welcome to the Sam Reed's Near-Death Experiences podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Today I have an NDE coming to us from Bulgaria. And this account from a woman named Elena was translated from Bulgarian. And so some of the phrasing, some of the word choices, a little interesting, but fascinating to get to read another NDE from a culture abroad, as I am quite fond of doing. The NDE occurred back in 2010, and the experience was brought on by a mesenteric thrombosis, which is some kind of injury or wound to the intestines, and she was going under, uh, under anesthetic to receive surgery to try and treat that. The experience itself is very interesting in its descriptions and its symbolism, some of the imagery which she describes. And she also describes some interesting after effects of the experience. I found this account on the Near-Death Experience Research Foundation website, nderf.org. And as always, I will post the link to the story in the description of this episode, in case any of you all want to read it for yourselves. And with all that in place, I think we will go ahead and read Elena's NDE. Quote, 1. Before the event, my base disease is familial polyposis. It became the reason for a 7-kilogram tumor in my belly, which was resected surgically on January 21, 2010. The surgery resulted in a mesenteric thrombosis and a complete removal of my intestines on January 2, 2010. I have spent the next month in a medically induced coma and the next year inside the hospital, fighting for my life. Right before the event, I had unusual visions. When I was closing my eyes, I would travel to unusual places to me, but the same places each time. 2. The event itself. I was in a place without time, without boundaries, without division between the senses. A strong sense that there is no time, that you are in a different space. The place was a dark blue and simultaneously light, a kind of bright darkness. Conversations without words with creatures that resembled a cloud orb a feeling for a different type of communication. The knowledge arrives in you without a specific time at which the communication is taking place. This feeling is actually my brightest recollection, also a feeling for good intentions. I have no memory of how I arrived at this place. I was given a choice. I could return to the earth with the knowledge that I will travel in the future with a man who I will later marry and divorce. Or I could instead become an angel with yellow and purple feathers. I was wearing clothes of these colors at this time of my life. They told me what will happen in the future. 
However, I think that my current interpretation of their words is very inaccurate. Moreover, I have some choice. They told me that we will see each other again, quote, after three. I don't know what that means, and there exists no after there. But when I returned to my body, still this, quote, three caused a lot of fear for me. Three, after the event. I survived with great difficulty. I remained in hospital for a whole year on total parenteral nutrition. I became the first Bulgarian patient who lived without intestines. At one point, I was 35 kilograms. My doctors were not giving me any chances. My friends supported me greatly and organized a charity campaign to help financially for my treatment. From 2010 to 2014, there were two unsuccessful attempts for treatment, one in Boston, USA, and another in Italy. Finally, I moved to Cambridge, UK in 2015, and in 2016, I received an intestinal transplant. My health issues did not stop with the transplant. From 2010 to now, 2022, I have had an immediate danger for my life on seven to eight occasions. The knowledge continues to, quote, arrive in me after I came back. I came back with this knowledge, but it continues to open for me. I receive the knowledge spontaneously, with no reasoning. Sometimes my life depends on it. Sometimes it is for apparently small things. It dwells in me, and then I know that it is right to do something. I just know what has to happen, and there is a knowledge that something protects me. My husband has similar feelings and often has a part in these actions. I know I have a bond with this other world. I know that if I ask, I will receive an answer in some way, but I don't always want to ask for some reason. I think it is not right to ask, but maybe I'm wrong. End quote. So that was Elena's near-death experience. And there were a couple interesting things that I wanted to point out. To start off, she said that right before her experience began, she had unusual visions. That she was able to travel to different places, it sounded like. And that's something I've heard of in different NDEs. Actually, one of the ones we did recently, Byun's near-death experience, he was able to see different cities he had never been to before. And even when visiting one of those cities on a future trip, he recognized certain streets and alleys and landmarks and that sort of thing. So this remote viewing sort of aspect of NDEs is really fascinating and something that Elena had before her NDE actually got going. The way she begins to describe her NDE is kind of a, a uh, coming together of opposites. It sounds like that there's no boundaries, no time, that there's no division between the senses, which is sort of hard to imagine, actually completely hard to imagine that you, you would have to have some kind of synesthesia of seeing sounds or 
hearing colors or that sort of thing. Just very, very hard to wrap one's head around. And then she also talks about how the place she was in was sort of a dark blue, but it was also light at the same time, and so she describes it as a bright darkness, another bringing together of opposites. It sounds like the, the barrier between subject and object sort of breaks down, that everything becomes this oneness, that all these opposites come together in a way, and that's something that people with near-death experiences often try to describe, and it sounds like language falls short many a time when someone's trying to talk about something so transcendental. She also describes the communication she has with an orb-like being, which is common of many NDEs in that it is telepathic, that there's no words spoken, there's just sort of an immediate knowledge or clarity of thought that is used for communication. And then she also talks about how she had this choice of whether she could stay and become an angel of, with yellow and purple feathers. Very interesting description there, very personal to her. It sounds like the association that she had with that was that those were colors she was wearing a lot at that time. Or she could go back to her body and she said she would travel in the future with a man who she would marry and divorce. And then she was also given this sort of premonition of she will return after three. Very vague phrase and I guess that whatever that meant caused her a lot of trepidation and anxiety of like, what is, does that mean after three years, after three o'clock, like very open to interpretation, which all of these experiences ultimately are. And that's really the, one of the most difficult things about any subjective psychological experiences. It's open to interpretation what it all means. I am of the opinion that one can look to the symbolism of mankind and certain cultural productions and the consensus of different cultures and people across the world of what certain symbolic images or ideas may mean reliably, but then everyone also has personal associations with things which may trump whatever the common idea of a symbol or its meaning should be. Nevertheless, she decides to return to her body, and it sounds like she has quite a difficult time afterwards. She said that there were multiple occasions where it sounded like she was on the brink of death. But despite all that, she talks about having this particular after effect which I've heard of in many NDE cases of having a sort of absolute knowledge and intuition that she just knows something is the right thing or the wrong thing to do in a particular moment. That inner voice that we all have is just turned up a bit louder for some people who have had NDEs and she says sometimes it's for big things and sometimes it's for small things and that 
by listening to it, she feels she has some protection against things going wrong. It's fascinating, this idea that one's psyche can be an ally and going throughout one's day, that by listening to an objective inner voice, which neither you nor I nor anyone can control, that's just there, that that may help us out with whatever we're trying to do. And she has the best attitude about it, an absolutely spot-on way to approach it. She is completely humble about it, so it seems. She says that she knows that she could ask for certain things or she could try to get an answer a certain way or something, but that she feels it's wrong to do so. She thinks it's not right to ask, but just to graciously receive whatever is given. I think that shows a lot of character in her, and that's very honorable just to take a humble approach like that to something so, I don't know, so beneficial or so easy to manipulate or try to use for one's own egoic sort of desires and that sort of thing. But to wrap it all up, many thanks again to Elena for wanting to share her experience and I hope you all are able to take something away from it. Thank you very much for listening and if you enjoy this podcast, please leave a five-star review on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use because that really helps us out. And there will be more NDE accounts coming soon. And until then, I hope you all stay healthy and safe. Bye.